0: Welcome to the podcast Found in Estonia, where we talk with foreigners who have made Estonia their home. I am Tino. And I am Kaisa, And we are both Estonians living in Estonia
1: that have seen the world. <laughs> Our aim is to bring Estonians and its expat community closer to each other, give an insight to the background and how they've made Estonia their home, and to just hear interesting stories about us Estonians and the way how foreigners see
0: us. We really love hearing your feedback. And to keep in touch with us, go to our website, which is foundinestonia.ee and join our email community, write to us. You can find all the contacts over there.
1: And in case you feel the need to write to us any kind of feedback or just share um, what your thoughts were after listening to a podcast episode, you can do so by reaching out to us over at Instagram or Facebook. We always love getting feedback and we always love sharing stories and conversations with you as well. So with
0: that said, enjoy!
1: Enjoy!
0: Today we're talking with Chamila. She comes from Palestine and she's been living in Estonia for five years already. And amongst many things, uh, the one thing that
1: she surprised us the most about was her pretty much perfect Estonian,
0: which we did not expect.
1: Or well, I knew, but Mm -hmm. still.
0: Yeah, so we were talking about differences with Arabic language, about the way that she started learning Estonian, the actual story, why she moved to Estonia and how she, for example, (laughs) she's making different cooking events and teaching people how to cook Middle Eastern foods. Yeah, and uh,
1: we also covered a little bit about how she uh, met her husband, who, by the way, is also Estonian and has lived in Palestine, uh, we also covered how I went to her Syrian breakfast uh, workshop, which was really lovely. We also covered some uh, topics about uh, Palestinian culture and also Arabic culture and the backgrounds of um, women wearing uh, headscarves and uh, things around there. Mm-hmm. So we asked some of the uncomfortable questions from yeah. her.
0: We also we were wondering how she feels about going to the sauna and swimming and she was happy to answer them. So there's some... Uh, Interesting things to hear.
1: Yeah, there's some surprises in and there. So without giving away too much of it, we would let the conversation unfold from here.
0: Exciting. So
2: Okay. Hey everybody. Hello. <laughs> yeah, so my name is Jamila. Uh, I would say the way that Estonians pronounce it, it's Jamila, which is I hate. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 okay, we're trying to avoid it then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it,
2: well, they pronounce according to their own pronunciation, but it's Jamila. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm from Palestine and I have been here in Estonia for five years. Ooh, already. you're a long way from mm-hmm. home. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do
1: you want to uh, tell us how you ended up in a
2: cold, cold country
1: called Estonia? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, it's it actually, I love the winter and cold weather, so it's <laughs> not bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. That's point
1: one for us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Well, uh, I came uh, to for travel with my husband, and then uh, for three months.
0: Mm-hmm. Is he an Estonian or uh, he also is. from? Oh, yeah, he's yeah, an Estonian. Yes, ah, okay. And you met back in Palestine. In Palestine, yes. Okay. Okay. That's an interesting story. Maybe
1: start first from how did you meet an Estonian guy <laughs> in Palestine, which is like one oh, well. of the least likely places <laughs> to meet an Estonian.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, uh, it was um, back. Uh, seven years ago, yeah, something yeah. like that. seven years <laughs> ago, uh, he was a volunteer oh. uh, in back Palest- in Palestine. It's th- he was following. First, he went uh, by himself, and the second time he came back uh, through another organization. It's called Ethical Links. At the moment, mm-hmm. it's an International House. Um, And then uh, he was basically volunteering. He was teaching English language. I was his student as well. (laughs) The good old story
1: of teacher meets his student. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) But it's true. It has happened. (laughs) Yeah, it has happened.
2: Uh, And I was practicing my graduation project as well in a small town, in a small school in this town Mm -hmm. where he was living there. So we met, and then he went back to Estonia, and then we met again when he came back, and uh, then...
0: Happened. (laughs) And then magic happened. Yeah, the magic happened, Uh exactly. (laughs) And how did you, had you heard of Estonia before or how did you decide to move here? Not really, not really. I
2: wouldn't say I heard, I I heard more about the Soviet Union. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. They're bigger too, you know. (laughs) But my father actually, he knew about Estonia. Oh,
1: really?
2: Yeah, yeah. How is it that he knew about Estonia? Uh, Well, he um, studied in school and he heard a lot about like uh, Soviet countries and Soviet Union times and. Mm -hmm country so so that's how he knew it i didn't know <laughs> yeah i had to I, th- I think i didn't even google it <laughs> oh
1: yeah fair <laughs> enough are you the kind of person you want to be wowed by what you can find out about <laughs> the other person yeah, isn't yeah. facebook a thing in palestine
2: <laughs> <laughs> well it is these days it's uh-huh. uh, really popular and actually um, i wouldn't say that it's like uh, in our town i wasn't actually that uh, uh, using that much of internet and Facebook mm-hmm. because we are in a, in a small town. It's like 3,000 people mm-hmm. and their uh, internet came like um, maybe 9 years or 10 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. So we didn't use it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say more actually. Maybe it's 11 or 12 years old. Um, ago, I mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah <laughs> not old. <laughs> <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> Yeah, and then, yeah, it's start searching for Facebook and start downloading other step, uh, stuff. But
0: mm-hmm. yeah, please stay everything. Yeah. So why did you uh, decide to move here? Or why did well, you stay? Well, uh, it's <laughs> a
2: long story. Uh, we came just for a uh, travel, just um, uh-huh. as a tourist. But uh, we ended up uh, by living here because my husband <laughs> found a job. Actually, okay. we had our own job as, as well in Palestine oh. and house. And I don't know. It just, like, <laughs> we changed the plan and okay. then. <laughs> That's Why, not? What happened. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, new experience. Actually, mm-hmm. I it was nice experience mm-hmm. and change. That's what's cool.
1: um, okay? So first of all, where in Palestine did you grow up in? Where I? Yeah, where you grew up in Palestine?
2: I grew up in a small, really small town. Uh, Three thousand people lived mm-hmm. in that town. What's
1: it called? Is it okay to ask?
2: It's, <laughs> a, it's a small village. It's called Teasir. Teasir, yes. okay. And what's yes.
1: it like to grow up in Teasir?
2: Uh, it was quite nice actually. <laughs> what do
1: people do around there?
2: Like farming, a lot of farming. Okay. Uh there will be like a lot of uh, sheep and sheepmen uh, well, like basically farming and caring uh-huh. for the animals. Did your
0: f- family had a farm as well? Yes, yeah. yes okay. Yes.
2: Yeah. So we farmed like for so long time (laughs) (laughs) it seems like forever yeah 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 exactly i Mm -hmm. would say yeah forever and ever (laughs) do you have a big family in there i do i do i have quite big family uh it's nine
0: is it common to have such a big family
2: uh, in the old times, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's really common. But mm-hmm. these days, it's uh, people, they started having only like maybe four to six kids, nothing more than that. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, only four okay. to six. <laughs> it's like yeah, in Estonia, yeah. it's
1: like if a person has one kid, it's already a surprise. True, <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: true, true. But yes. is it more about also people moving into bigger cities uh, and not so no, many? No, not farming? really, not oh, really.
2: No um they more they just like go work in other cities but Mm -hmm. they still go back to their own town Mm -hmm. yeah
3: Mm
1: -hmm. and is it like being a small town is it that do you have like a local school system is it like uh, people's aspirations to like uh, be born there and die there as well or is it more like we want to see the world so what's the
2: not really i would say it's basically it's like um one second. Let me think of <sighs> a, a town that you have it. Maybe like um, Hapsalo or something yeah. else mm-hmm. like this, a smaller town. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't think that much like of traveling outside of the country uh, mm-hmm. or to another city, big city, because they can travel to from town to another. And uh, as it's like, I wouldn't say our borders are really open all the time, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. people don't really travel outside and <laughs> yeah. they don't and have okay, enough money, so yeah. <laughs> they don't think that much of going to travel outside. Unless you are living
0: in a a big Mm -hmm. city, then yes. Are all of your siblings back in Palestine? Yes, all Mm. of them, yeah.
1: And Mm. uh, how did your family uh, react to the fact when you said that you are going to move to Estonia? I mean, like, I understand following your husband and stuff like that, that it's mm -hmm. kind of a thing. It's expected that you will follow your husband?
2: Well, it's a long story, actually. (laughs) Okay,
1: do you want to tell us the story?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, (laughs) It's actually, it's quite funny. It's (laughs) like, well, basically, I was telling my parents that uh, most probably it was in January, I started already talking to them that we are going to visit that uh, aunt's family, uh, my husband's name. Uh-huh. So uh, we're going in May, it was, mm-hmm. I think it was in May, yeah, in the end of May. We're going in May to Estonia to t- just stay there for a couple of months and coming back.
0: Then I said it again in
2: February, and then I said it again in March, and then I said it in April. And when the right moment came, I told them, I'm traveling next week or so. <sighs> really? You're really traveling soon? So? Like, how did it happen? Or when did you plan this? I, I already told you, like, <laughs> so long time. But yeah, it's quite funny. So yeah. So That's they what didn't happens. really
1: register that you're coming here. But did they know that your plan was to stay longer than that? No, no, no. They <laughs> was, didn't that, think was that, that intentional, that. not telling them straight up and just to kind of see? Or was it that you weren't sure as well whether you would like Estonia?
2: Uh, I don't know. Actually, mm-hmm. it's, it, it was the plan to stay here for a short period and mm-hmm. go back to our work. So, but uh, it didn't work like that way. So my parents, how they react, reacted yeah. to the whole plan, I didn't tell them straight ahead that we are staying here for a <laughs> long time. <and laughs> <before>. It's understandable. <laughs>
0: what did you tell them? Like, yeah, next week. We'll see yeah, you next month. Yeah, I was telling like, at the moment, Dan found
2: a job. I don't mm-hmm. know what is the plan. Like, mm-hmm. We are staying here for a bit, maybe like mm-hmm. four or six months or mm-hmm. a year. I don't know exactly. Yeah. Nice. but yeah, but I didn't want to say like forever and ever. But <sighs> yeah, it's like my mother, one day she was staying See, I told you, like, you are going away forever. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, mom, but it just
0: happened, you know. I didn't um, plan it this way. <laughs> and now you've been here for six years? Or? For five years. Five years, okay. But um, was yes. it... Uh, your English is really good. Is it common for uh, people in Palestine to... Speak English that well, and how was it? Too? Well, or was it just
2: Dan being a really good teacher? He was, I would say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> still. Okay, okay. But there is another thing also. I was studying also in the university. Um, mm. One second. What is it? Methods of teaching English as a ah. second language. Oh. So I studied this for four years. I wouldn't say that actually I spoke very good after I graduated <laughs> because mm-hmm. the the common language that we use even in the class itself, it's Arabic language. Uh, so uh, it's practicing with them and it helped a lot. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, them. it always
1: helps. I'm telling you, getting a boyfriend of that language <laughs> that you want to learn really helps. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. I have proof. <laughs> yes. My German would never be as great if I wouldn't have had a German boyfriend. <laughs> what, I, agree. I swear to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what were your first impressions of Estonia when you landed or when you came here? Uh well, I would say that <clears throat> like uh we have
2: like Mm. without without oh, i mean not me only mm-hmm. like we see all the time in the movies and uh, all these uh, tv shows that you see in the tv mm-hmm. it's like there are a lot of, of uh, alcohol everywhere uh, prostitution uh, kissing mm-hmm. in the street i don't know it's like st- all these <laughs> stories that you see in the tv uh, it's like reality and i was like uh, 20 years and yeah 20 and one 21 years old so i i didn't like I just saw on the TVs and I thought it might be the same. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. so that's what the first impression. But they, later on it was actually it's nothing of this happening <laughs> in reality. So
1: how many people do you see kissing uh, on the street on a daily basis? Well now with Corona. Well with corona, no, well,
3: <laughs> with corona, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah, I mean in general before, I think it's no.
2: yeah, not really. I it think Estonians happen. are very private too. So. Yes, yes, yeah, <laughs> I agree on that. Yeah.
3: Okay, so
1: first mm-hmm. impressions were. At least it's not like in the movies. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Good. It's not, yeah. <laughs> it's not,
1: yeah. Uh, meeting uh, Dan, you probably had an idea what an Estonian would be like. Coming to Estonia, did that impression change or stay the same, um, or did you have not
2: really? I, it's actually different than than I don't know how it yeah. happened. But no, Dan has like a different uh, personality, like he was more mm. talkative and mm. uh, laughing and open-minded, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. etc. <laughs> so it was like totally different than mm. uh, usual Estonian mm-hmm. here in Estonia. So it's totally a different experience. And how would
0: you comp- uh, compare, like people in? Um, Personalities in Palestinian people and Estonian people are they similar no, in no, any sense? No, <laughs> no not, not, sure not, really. not at all. Not okay, at all. what are the differences? <laughs>
2: I would say they are somehow close to the Russian. Okay, Most Estonians or No, Palestinians. Palestinians. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they when they start talking, then they will be start talking like in a really loud voice. Mm-hmm. Um, you think that they are fighting, but it's they <laughs> yeah, are just having a conversation yeah. and they are going really <laughs> deep in the topic, and that's what happened several times with Dan. He thought like they are fighting, <laughs> like my parents and uh, mm-hmm. b- brothers. So it wasn't that, just like a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Estonian really quiet people. I it's totally different than uh, Palestinian people. Mm-hmm. More uh, Estonian, Palestinian, I would say they are really sociable. Mm-hmm. Here in Estonian, you will find more some of them, but not all. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: So is that a like a thing that you like about Estonians? Is that a thing that disappointed you about Estonians? It's like oh, yeah. where's my <laughs> crowd now? I <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel like home.
2: <laughs> well, uh, I would say it's um, because of the life that we lived uh, and I got used to it. Uh, it's like uh, basically visiting parents, visiting brothers, sisters, neighbors, and just yeah. having a chat mm-hmm. or do whatever thing there. Or having a cup a cup of coffee together or tea or whatever th- even cooking like together with the yeah. neighbors or sisters or others people then here in estonia it's like doing everything alone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like even if you want to do something like you will have to find an arabic person to, to do all this stuff uh-huh. the same as you did it did it back in palestine so here in Estonia yeah it's hard to find these people Unless you're doing a workshop, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's a different. Sorry. Yeah.
0: yeah. What kind of <laughs> workshops do you do? Uh,
2: I'm helping in organizing some uh, workshops uh, through Kerman and. Uh, it's basically, we're doing it in weekends, so it's like, but these days because of mm-hmm. Corona, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it didn't happen. You have your, your own experience, so you can talk more. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a smart way of uh, segueing <laughs> yeah. out of it. I was
1: actually about to say that um, yeah, to our listeners, the way how I met Jamila and I <laughs> brought her into the show was... Jamila.
0: Jamila.
1: Was by going to a Syrian breakfast workshop and to learn how, well, what a Syrian breakfast is, how to make hummus and all sorts of other things whose names I can't understand. But um, yeah, ultimately, so as I understood, is that this kind of workshops where you learn to uh, cook a couple of... uh Local dishes for you, then, yes. or for Syrian people, or for any other? Like you have a different kind of country background, people there, as far yeah. as I understood. Mm-hmm. And um, is is the kind of thing that Kerman does? Kerman is then the business that you and your husband
2: started. Is that yeah, it, yeah, my husband is dealing with oh, it. Okay. so
1: yeah, so and as far as I understood, there's more people uh, that are involved in the business. Yes, uh, they are. So yeah. you are from Palestine, but there was also a lady. There's Syrian
2: was, lady, uh, Iranian lady and others as well yeah, yeah. and
1: they're then essentially uh teaching Estonians or anybody who wants to learn how to cook dishes from their country or yes. or is it more wider than just what their country background is? uh
2: it's well we started more it's like uh, to sh- to try to share their own culture with the people if it's like through food or dances or other stuff so uh, okay. in the beginning yeah, it's food
1: Mm -hmm. And I think it's really cool. I heard as well that you guys are doing like this. uh, (laughs) This is definitely like, (laughs) this is not advertising. It's an unpaid advertising just because (laughs) I'm excited about it. Uh, I heard that you're doing also like this kind of boxes where you ship out to people the recipes and the ingredients and they can actually try themselves to do this kind of Middle Eastern cuisine at home, right?
2: Yes, exactly. We did it, yeah. yeah, I thought that
1: this was like kind of a really exciting way of approaching the whole way of... uh, I don't know, introducing people to different kind of cuisines. Because mm-hmm. I think Middle Eastern food in general is, is too many people don't know that much about it. They know falafel mm-hmm. and uh, they know maybe, what is it, bir- biryani?
2: Biryani, yes, I think. yeah. yeah
1: but uh, you know. but in general, like they don't really know that yeah. much about it. It's not that common in here. And uh, I think in that sense, it's like kind of cool that you come here and you introduce your culture in a way which is Mm non-evasive. You have to sign up for the workshop. (laughs) It's not forced (laughs) upon you, you know?
2: Yeah, uh, that uh, it was called Einebok. But in that uh, time, we had uh, like uh, basically different countries uh, Mm and people. And they were Mm -hmm. writing their own stories. And Mm -hmm. uh, how did they come here to Estonia and their own experience about the food while they were preparing it? So people will be trying to prepare the dish and read the story about this. chef mm-hmm. uh, and enjoy the meal so we have also something else coming up soon cool. <laughs> so yeah. it's cool. really okay. cool so similar, you're yeah.
0: teaching Estonians how to prepare like Middle Eastern foods it's not only Middle Eastern
2: actually it's more like international food okay. because there was like mm-hmm. um, different countries mm-hmm. we had had
0: and has somebody taught you how to make Estonian food or ha- um, have
2: you not really <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> I remember I asked Jamila uh, about that also during mm-hmm. the workshop like <laughs> what does she cook at home <laughs> is yeah. it the, typical Syrian breakfast or is it an Estonian <laughs> breakfast considering the background mm-hmm. so. yeah or Palestinian yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you do you want to share what you answer <laughs> well
2: uh, i would say i don't do like uh, that much of palestinian dishes <laughs> no, yesterday i did it mm-hmm. and uh, i feel guilty because it's, <laughs> i feel like everything right now it's yeah, like no. in every side of my body <laughs> but uh, yeah it's, i do more often like international food mm-hmm. but it's still like last week i made Porsche.
0: Mm. Mm. Yum, but yum. is there a difference, like you said as well, that in Estonia a lot of people you do everything alone, like so you cook like only for yourself. But in Palestine, in Israel, and so on, do people cook like in bigger quantities? And it's more, so it's, yeah, with yeah.
2: other people. For there is one dish actually, uh, they will gather all the people around the mm-hmm. house, uh, or neighbors, for example, and they will prepare it, which is um, called Dawali, which is basically dolma. Maybe mm-hmm. people know it, uh, mm-hmm. this word it's uh, basically grape leaves filled with rice and or meat mm-hmm. or together mix of it uh, and there's like other dishes that they do it together is there yeah. a
1: reason why they do it or is it just a traditional thing to it's, do?
2: Uh, i would say it takes a lot of time to do it alone <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so they're just trying to quicken up the process yeah. mm-hmm. and they enjoy the company so it's yeah. like they prepare some cup of tea and then mm-hmm. uh, they start uh, sitting or chatting and while they are rolling so they use their imagination and uh, hands to do all the job. <laughs> so it's kind of like a very um, cooperative thing. So I
1: presume yeah. also that uh, people in Palestine they're very like family oriented. So you yeah. get along with your family a lot and you maybe communicate with your family a lot. Whereas in Estonia it's not very common, like you already said. So coming to Estonia is does it like how is the how should I say it? coming from that background and staying in here? Did you even get like did get depressed really quickly or or did you find other ways how to survive here with with the kind of background getting the connection with other people making new friends especially uh, with estonians it's
2: like it's mm. quite hard actually. how did you survive <laughs> you're still surviving okay okay <laughs> still surviving well uh i wouldn't say that i found like five mm-hmm. or ten friends estonians mm-hmm. it's it's more uh, i lived in the beginning here in tarto but then i moved to Tallinn, and it was hard actually mm-hmm. Uh, I stayed without learning Estonian maybe for a half year or more, actually. Mm-hmm. I think it's more than a it, like less than a year, let's say. So I had to stay home. I didn't have a job. I didn't do anything. I stayed home. One person I met and she wanted to learn Arabic. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so I you were kind enough to learn that. But yeah. Yeah. what about you? Yeah. yeah. So I start teaching Arabic, going somewhere to some cafes and etc. So, and then, like uh, I said, okay, I should learn Estonian, mm-hmm. and I did start like learning. Actually, it was the first course uh, I got through Tutu Casa, an mm-hmm. employment mm-hmm. office. Um, and then, what yeah,
0: was it? it? What kind of it, job did you? Have? I mean, Estonian no, course. Oh, ah, okay, it's sorry. course, yeah. <laughs> it's
2: Estonian language course. It was A1 level, mm, mm-hmm. yeah. But then, actually, it's the same time when I got the, the first uh, course. I got also the first job. Yeah. <laughs> 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 mm. Coincidence. to yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I worked uh, for Nortel um, for two years and a half or so. Oh, that's nice. mm-hmm. Yeah, as a financial assistant. Mm.
0: Go Estonian startups. Yeah, yeah. So how is <laughs> your how is your Estonian now? Because I heard it before, and we were chatting in Estonian. And it sounded like what? Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh, t-
2: I need to learn this Estonian anyway, so mm-hmm. <laughs> speak it with people and communicate. It's actually the motivation behind learning the language mm-hmm. is just to go and buy whatever thing I want to myself oh, mm-hmm. so instead of waiting to my feed husband. yourself. That yeah, was exactly. the motivation <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> the, f- the first ingredient it was milk, um, <laughs> so it was so funny actually. <laughs> I went once to go, because I lived in uh, Tallinn. And during living in Tallinn, I went to. Uh, I think it was called. Kol- no, it's not. It's um, what is it called? Uh, no, it's, it's not Käppamaa. Stok- Basically, oh, yeah. it's yeah, Stockholm. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I lived somewhere close there, mm-hmm. so I want to. I wanted to buy milk, <laughs> and I went there. It was like really long time. But it's mm-hmm. like it took me 15 minutes and searching everywhere and I was mm-hmm. standing next to it, bixi- basically. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't figure out where is it. And mm-hmm. then I left home without milk.
1: <laughs> was there any uh, particular reason why you didn't realize that that was milk? Is it sold in a different way in It's uh, uh, everything no? written
2: in basic... No, yeah, in Palestine they sell it differently. It it's, it's, I would say, in plastic bags still mm-hmm. or in a bottle. Or you can actually get your milk by, from your own farm. Oh, well,
1: yeah, of course. Yeah, so it's a different. <laughs>
2: different ways so and it has like beam mm-hmm. written on it so i don't know what Phenomen. is beam <laughs> no. so what is it so so i went home without milk mm. sadly
1: how long has it taken for you to be this good in estonian like you can say a couple of sentences mm-hmm. uh, just uh, so that uh, yeah. other people who are listening to us will understand <laughs> as well
2: uh well um you what can introduce yourself or something. Okay, well, my name is Jamila, I'm from Palestine, I've lived in Eestis and I've lived here in I don't know, yeah, so
1: I have good. some... It's really like, good. <laughs> you literally yeah. have like, almost zero accent. Yeah.
0: To my ears it's
2: like perfect. Grammatically
0: perfect as well. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any favorite words or expressions?
2: And... Um, Sika <laughs> It was funny, yeah. Sika so I
1: start using it at some yeah. point. And it means yeah. essentially extremely expensive. Yeah. yeah. But the word sika means pig, so yeah. it's like it's as expensive as pigs.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, were pigs even expensive in Estonia? It's not really. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Maybe there were then. some Chicago-lis. origins
1: to the stories. Yeah, we're trying to figure out today. There's a few like things that we're realizing that <laughs> us as Estonians, we don't know where they came from.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
1: Sikagalis yeah. would definitely be one of those. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Any, so, other, any other words or expressions that don't make sense or are weird? Well, Mm -hmm. there
2: are a lot of words that doesn't make sense sometimes to Mm -hmm. me, especially like when you are saying, like, Mm, so it's like, okay, for the words, it makes sense somehow, Mm -hmm. but for the numbers and colors, why? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, but somehow it's, like, understandable.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, the 14 cases, have they
0: been uh, a headache for you?
2: Yeah. But was the
0: alphabet uh, easy to learn for you? Did you, uh, Um, or it was thanks to english it was already yeah it,
2: it is yeah because Bec- of the english yeah. but of course the Ö and o oh and u and s <laughs> and this yeah. e and oh yeah etc this is still like uh, i still make mm. mistakes in them yeah because you're,
0: the, in your native language you write in arabic right yes and do you write from right to left or right to okay. left yes so all the phone numbers and everything is right well,
2: phone numbers more probably well. it's from the left to right i think okay Okay. But, yeah, the oh, usual yeah. Perfect, words, yes. it's from right to left.
0: <laughs> so, how is
1: writing Estonian from right to left? <laughs> no,
2: this is the silly question I've ever heard. Okay. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's quite hard. Especially, like, when you are t- t- writing to some uh, official places, like, should I write Tere with uh, with the hue mark, the yeah. exclamation mark, or without, or should I put a, a okay, comma, okay. or... Yeah. I give you that's a hint, like,
1: most uh, Estonians don't know either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's yes, true. So I agree. <laughs> so take I don't know. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. If, if you make a mistake, you can imagine <laughs> us doing that too. Like I, I remember like even uh, when I had to write like a letter of resignation, <laughs> I went to Google for it. Like what's the format of it? Because you do it not so often mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, I don't know how to write it. So true. you just go. And even there, there it's like some might have a comma in the end, some don't have anything. And you're like... Oh. So complicated. <laughs> Estonian is complicated. We just don't realize it as Estonians. You as a foreigner learning Estonian, I think, as a doesn't matter what the motivation was, whether to get you know food to eat or uh, to just show respect or anything. Mm-hmm. It's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think the people's opinions of you have changed as well through that?
2: Like, uh, yeah. have you noticed? Yeah, it has changed. Well, there are some people in the beginning they were thinking that I speak only English, so. Yeah were some they were telling some stuff like behind my, behind me and it's yeah. like I'm laughing about it and so like <laughs> they don't understand that uh-huh. I speak there was like one lady she was speaking with uh, uh, her colleague a colleague in uh, school mm-hmm. and she was asking her like uh, what is she doing here yeah. and I was like uh, I was like yeah. f- for Estonian course I was teaching uh, at that moment. And uncertain uh, in Estonian, and she was like, "What? <laughs> 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 and you speak yeah. Estonian?" So it's like, mm-hmm. "Yes, I do." So yeah, but yeah, it's like uh, the other exp- like people were like totally surprised. For uh-huh. example. Uh, like you see, f- you see a lot of people who are. But it's basically saying to you, "Oh my God, you speak Estonian language." And it, like there are uh, Russians who lived here oh, yeah. for forty st- yeah. up to sixty years, and they don't speak that much of Est- in Estonian. Yeah, so that's very true. Yeah.
1: So that's what I'm saying. Like it's a. Uh, I I guess to me as an Estonian, it's a huge sign of respect that you even went through the trouble of learning Estonian, because let's be Mm -hmm. honest, it's not easy. (laughs) So so I think in that sense as well. But have you noticed that there's a difference as well for you um, now knowing Estonian, that you understand Estonian culture better or in a different way?
2: I would say yeah. Still, like because it helps you a lot to understand like um, people's thoughts uh, and like culture, everything in here in Estonian traditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like when you start talking with people, like they, you got to know more than, uh, about them more. If you speak it with them in English, then it doesn't ha- happen. Like they will be speaking uh, like small talk and they will not understand mm-hmm. their own personality. But you more, the more you talk in Estonian, the more you understand like who is he or what is he doing or like his own personality. Estonian culture, yeah. I, I liked a lot, especially, like, all these stuff about uh, Estonian culture and tradition, so I'm interested in that. Mm. <laughs> Actually, I went to a wedding once, and I wasn't having, like, that much of English language, I mean, Estonian, mm. but I wanted so much to know uh, about the language and, like, tr- the habits or traditions that they have it in the wedding. Uh, so I was just trying to figure out all these words that they used it, uh-huh. <laughs> and then yeah, I understood some of the stuff that happened that day with like a uh, machine. They <laughs> put it together. <laughs> So it's like it was interesting. Do you want to tell others as well why they put that hockley homacin together? It's Honestly, a mince meat. This machine. one, it was still like ununderstandable. Uh, I think it's like a, a sign for a good, a good chef or she know how mm. to cook, I think. Yeah. Yeah. well, it's kind yes. of like, yeah, it shows that uh, you got
1: experience <laughs> in the kitchen if you know how to put that together. Yeah. A very common thing that they do also in wedding parties, like when they stop you, is that you have to wash the baby's bum and put a like a diaper on it, okay. or, or mm-hmm. sometimes they ask the groom to uh, chop uh, coffee water wood like they just say like oh. you know you have to be able to chop some wood so that you could make coffee you know okay
3: Stuff oh, cool. like that. so i don't know what
1: you saw in that wedding but maybe you want to tell us one. as well like was something weird <laughs> for you or different uh, or interesting it was
2: basically this habit actually there were a couple of people who are like organizing all these uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i don't know tasks or yeah. like some they call it like games. wedding games yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so it was interesting they were just basically having a huge table i mean table full of like so much stuff and they uh, put, cover uh, the pride yes mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry i forgot some of no, the st- english sorry. words
0: you can say it in estonian <laughs> then and then yeah. we help to translate Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, so uh, the bride just, uh, they covered her eyes mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she started like uh, taking the pieces and put them together and one of the pieces wore a shoe.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it was like so funny. It's like uh, people were like laughing at the whole thing. The bride, she's trying to figure out yeah. where is the machine, uh, how to put it together, but she succeeded in the end at least. <laughs> uh, Impressive. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> mixing, mixing and matching. Wow. Was yeah.
1: this uh, Estonian wedding... Uh, way different than what palestine weddings. Mm-hmm. Palestine? yeah
2: it is actually were
1: you two married in palestine or do you palestine. do both mm-hmm. okay
2: no no in palestine and what is it. a
0: typical palestine wedding yeah. like and how long does it last like three days one week two <laughs> yeah. hours it ten d- minutes it Sorry. depends uh <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: we have made a former brother elder bro- brother like a uh, week Okay, of wedding yeah. oh. and celebration and dancing and so
0: if you say one week does it mean that people like come every morning and go to their homes uh, in the evenings or they stay like in a camp place somewhere and like everybody's sleeping in the one one like house and i don't know
2: i would say it's more like the parents uh, t- brothers sisters aunts. so they come mm. and just leave uh, okay, uh, okay and uh, like for example, the aunts and uh we wanted so much to celebrate sh- celebrate as it's like the first uh brother who is getting married so we mm-hmm. celebrated for seven days <laughs> Wow! <Whoa. laughs> ah. but the typical uh, wedding tra- wedding uh traditions day it's basically two days mm-hmm. so the first day is called henna day
0: Hen- okay yeah henna, like tattooing right? yes exactly mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So they do it for the bride and the groom they put hen on their hands and mm-hmm. uh, draw like hearts and uh, the first letter of the bride and the groom mm. names <laughs>
1: Plus it also needs some time to develop anyways, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then the second day, it's basically, they, uh, it might happen, like they go to wedding a wedding hall and celebrate there, mm. or they just uh, cancel the idea of going there because of Corona these days, especially, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they do it without. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so this is the second day. Of course, in the old time, they were like celebrating as well, making uh, a meal,
3: mm-hmm.
2: lunch or dinner, and they will be having the DJ coming no. uh, home <laughs> and dancing together and, uh, on the henna day. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of things happen there. Yeah. So two days of celebration and it will be like for long. Mm-hmm. From early morning till then, n- mid of the night, you will be dancing and just uh, celebrating. <sighs> so yeah. Sounds oh. a little bit exhausting too. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's really exciting. Uh, I went last, uh, I think, it, yeah, last time I went to Palestine. I celebrated with my sister and her wedding and I was like so happy for the wedding and I was like dancing from like uh, in the evening I was like they were Mm -hmm. looking at me laughing like what are you doing you're dancing too much just relax and sit (laughs) and like no I want to celebrate I don't care (laughs)
1: they were like they've been holding me stuck here in Estonia forever (laughs) not
0: leaving me dance. I'm just living
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly
0: cool So you have to take this uh, type of weddings as a marathon, not as a sprint, right? Yeah, it's It's none of that
1: shit that you go to a ballet and sign a contract and that's done. No, they take (laughs) it seriously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have games, but you guys have (laughs) marathons. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) dances, yes,
3: (laughs) we do. That's nice. That's
1: nice. So, how did uh, Dan react to all of that uh, shenanigan? Let's call it the shenanigan, but in a nice way. Like,
2: <laughs> all of the stuff because uh, it's it's it was weird for him. So he didn't understand <laughs> anything.
1: <laughs> D- does he understand any of Arabic?
2: Yeah, he does actually. Uh, he understands some of the words or sentences, mm-hmm. so he knew what he was signing. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It anything? was t- no, it was translated to him. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you <yeah, yeah. laughs> know, <laughs> yeah, he will not be signing for something else. <laughs> but no, it was like basically like yeah, it was translate the contract. We translated <laughs> for him, so no worries. But uh, he learned also Arabic, so he mm-hmm. spoke. We lived there for a year and a half, so mm-hmm. he spoke quite like mm-hmm. quite good. So he managed himself in the mm. basic uh, stuff uh, with all these things. But uh, then, yeah, these days it's more like he understands Arabic, but he doesn't speak it. Yeah, He doesn't yeah. have probably enough practice anymore. Yeah, either. yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Which language do you speak at home? Estonian or Arabic?
2: Or? Uh, Arabic, not really, I would <laughs> say. Uh, it's more Estonian, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it's like t- we, we want to talk like really... Uh, important stuff or for example like we have a hurry and something then we just do it, switch it to English uh-huh. yeah so mix of Estonian and English uh-huh. but yeah. most of the time it's in Estonian
0: uh-huh. yeah cool I
1: find that's like so exciting this, it's just <laughs> it's weird and exciting at the same time just to imagine even that conversation going on <laughs> there like in Estonian does it make you feel weird or is it like normal now by now for you Uh,
2: no it's actually normal i would say sometimes it happens it's like weird because you think yourself that you are speaking with him in estonian and it it comes that you're speaking with him in english Mm. (laughs) so your brain gets a little bit confused too uh, yeah
1: i know that feeling as well do you think in english or estonian
2: uh, Four. at the moment it's uh, more in English. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's understandable
1: because we're all speaking English right yeah. now, but... Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. but mm-hmm. still, like, you know, it's like some words, uh, they, they come up uh, like, to your mind with an Arabic language or Estonian language or mm-hmm. like these words. And so is, yeah. uh, are those three languages the, the only three languages you yes. speak or do you have any? Yeah, I actually learned uh, Russian as well, but it didn't work out. <laughs> oh you <laughs> still have time yeah yeah
1: <laughs> but I mean Estonian definitely gives you more browning points I'm sure <laughs> yeah, especially if you're living in Estonia mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is it that you guys ended up in Tartu not in Tallinn and do you prefer Tartu over Tallinn
2: I prefer Tartu yeah myself uh, it's more calm I w- I don't say it's a huge city it's more like yeah. a town I would mm-hmm. say well, yeah, no but, offense, <laughs> but then again, you, you grew up in
1: a place which was like, let's say, three thousand people. Yeah, so I yeah. guess uh, a smaller city is more suitable for yeah, you. you yeah, wouldn't exactly. feel comfortable in a big, huge. Yeah,
2: place. it's it was really busy town city, uh, Tallinn. So I wasn't like used to this, and of mm-hmm. course, like everything, it's business and business and business and business. So it's like mm-hmm. you can't live a social life there. So are, it was really hard.
0: Are there many like Arabic or Middle Eastern? People living in Tallinn or Tartu or like how is the community around here or there?
2: There are, yeah. In Tallinn there are and Tartu as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they still speak between Mm -hmm. each other, yeah, yeah, through WhatsApp or something else, yeah. Yeah,
1: okay. you have secret groups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 but I mean, like, do you come together and you do do stuff together and like organize events mm. amongst yourselves just to, for it, the cultural heritage? Um, point it of view? depends.
2: It depends. Uh, like, um, there are some people who meet. Uh, myself, I don't uh, do like this gathering uh, mm-hmm. events together with other people. Not that much, honestly. Um, uh, but yeah, when I have the time, then I I try to just gather with other girls and just have fun.
0: Mm. Yeah. Can I ask you about your uh, headpiece that you're wearing? Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah, sure. <laughs> yes. So for Estonians, um, many people might not know much about it. I only know a little about it as well. But you're wearing something to cover your hair, right? Yes. Do you wear it all the time? And um, is it a specific material or specific thing? And do if you can you go swimming do you have to uh, do you have to go swimming with with this thing as well or like tanning and like uh, or making sports and well, how does that work and how does it stay stuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a
1: bonus i, I know actually I tie but it to my hair
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i don't know maybe you have clips somewhere no, i know no, no. i know that uh, when i was in egypt uh, doing an internship a while back uh, then they were wearing hijabs as well I guess they call it the a yeah, hijab, hijab, right? Yeah, And uh, they used like these little pins and needles to put yeah. it together and <laughs> I always thought I, w- I hope they don't stick it to themselves <laughs> to their know? brains, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So is that like the normal or only way to wear it or is there like different ways?
2: Uh, well, there is different ways to wear it. Oh. It's like, I can put it differently. Um, it's Each person has his own thoughts or personality to do what he wants. If it's oh. like this way or like just only like the hair they cover it and the neck is yeah. out or something else so it's like different ways
1: is there like rules to it or is it like you can showcase your own personality like you were saying right now (laughs) cover whatever you want to
2: cover (laughs) Uh, well it depends on people some people actually do it these days Um, I have seen like they are not Muslims but they still like put these scarves around their hair and they cover their hair so it's not actually a Muslim thing it can be Christians Buddhism Mm -hmm. or even Jewish they do it actually so, yeah, it's, yeah, so this is, like, mm-hmm. I'm wearing it, uh, but I don't swim with it, no, so... Okay, you
0: okay. <laughs> take like it off on
2: sports? Uh, no. I have, like, a suitable clothes for okay, the, okay. swimming <laughs> or other things, but if for swimming, for example, yeah, I went, uh, t- I didn't know how to swim in the beginning, mm-hmm. so I went to Aura and uh, started learning there, mm-hmm. so it was, like, for them, it's hugely different, I mean, like, um, I wear, basically, my uh, swimming clothes, it's, like, a pants. Mm-hmm. like from a good quality of material that it's suitable for swimming and a shirt a long shirt mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the um, hat swimming hat mm-hmm. i put. but people were like buy- basically looking at you, what? So
0: who is mm. this
1: person? It's like,
0: not like, it's like wearing
1: calypso but not really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you were gone surfing and doing that, yeah, it wouldn't it, be it normal. Would
2: be totally normal, yeah. yeah. Actually I, I one person told me that today he have seen another person who's wearing the same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But they look differently like uh, to him or her. Mm-hmm. It's like why is she wearing these clothes? Mm-hmm. But it's like okay, it's fine totally. There's no problem. It's just like you have to, to ignore some of these like uh, yeah. bad looks at you, so. yeah, or laugh at it. In the beginning, mm. yeah, I was laughing at the situation. Yeah, I mean, at the moment in the beginning, it was like horrible, but I was like, mm. okay, whatever. Let's ignore all these uh, looks that mm-hmm. uh, people are looking at you.
0: Yeah, I guess it's the one of the biggest like visual like differences. I guess. Yeah. Yes. Least. Exactly. And what do you do when people ask you to a sauna party? Huh? <laughs> been well, to. It depends. actually I have been, yeah. um, but it's like uh, this the hijab, it's basically, I,
2: it's more like uh, with, um, I wear it like in, in front of um, foreigners, mm-hmm. it's basically, you, you have to put it, but with men, I mean with women, I mean, uh, then you can take it off, it's mm-hmm. no problem. And you can celebrate, dance, whatever you do. It's like even um, our parties. It's basically like we will be going to the hairdresser and mm-hmm. putting makeup yeah. <laughs> and wearing short clothes and or mm-hmm. dresses or whatever thing that we have it. So it's the same thing. He's in here, but mm-hmm. it's just like in a more private uh, parties um, and yeah. between women.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, so, yeah,
1: yeah. Like a lot of people would argue uh, that. Especially the ones from the so-called free world, you can do whatever you want to do, that uh, this is like restricting you and your rights and whatever not, like uh, that uh, you have to like, hide yourself away from the world, right? Mm-hmm. But what is like you your viewpoint having grown up in this? I would presume that this is really normal and logical it's for you, totally and you don't normal. understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I don't really feel like it's something strange or something like it's, <laughs> it's extra. Yeah. It's more like I feel it's part of me, and that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that was one of the things that I
1: uh, found really surprising as well when I was in Egypt. I was training, I had a, like, let's say, 20, 25 girls in my class, and they were all wearing the hijab. And then I asked as well, like, uh, being this ignorant Estonian, <laughs> Free world war, like, doesn't it like restrict you or anything? And you know, the thing that they told me was like, This is as normal for us, you know, as for you is brushing your teeth in the morning. You put it on, you grow yeah. up with it, and you don't even like think about it. Mm-hmm. It's the same as, I don't know, having a big, huge yeah. tattoo in your back and not noticing it every day. It's like yeah. it, it becomes as a common part of your life and you yeah. don't really think about it too much. Mm-hmm. But us coming from a different cultural background, we always think, that, Oh my god, they're restricting whatever. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I noticed as well was the fact that in estonia or just in, in the western world as well people always like make themselves pretty to go out you know mm-hmm. and when they come home they change their clothes and you know put whatever <laughs> clothes on and like take the makeup off so for their like loved ones or for the people that they live with or for their mm-hmm. husband they're like completely normal and mm-hmm. then going outside they're like celebrating look at me and my best whereas like i think in the eastern world it's vice versa it's like only your uh Close ones see like the the prettiest parts of you.
2: Yeah, true. Yeah, mm. so yeah. I thought yeah, that yeah. that
1: was like a fascinating like difference between. Mm. He, like, he
2: was in the first time he had seen me th- without uh, hijab. Yeah, he was total, and he's still. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, Yeah, <laughs> but aren't you sometimes like chalice for? other like Estonia said if you would have earrings then nobody would see them <laughs> well, yeah, well
2: I could just like show my ears to other and just like say look I have earrings <laughs> no worries. actually I have two holes in my ear it's like a oh, very my, modern yeah, yeah I have two holes my grandmother actually made it uh, for me and mm. in the old time like your grandmother is doing like these holes it, they don't go to the pharmacy or something like that so uh, she made two holes in one ear and uh, the other year, she be- made only one hole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay. so I had three uh, when I went to university, and then I made, like, the fourth one. <laughs> so now I have four. Even yeah. things out. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> two holes in each ear, so yeah, no worries. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's like, I would say that the hijab doesn't prevent you to do anything. Yeah, It's it's more like, I go outside. It's like outside. wearing a scarf. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's the same, or even a hat that fits with your outfits. So mm-hmm. whenever I go outside, I will just check like, Okay, what it goes with the what and uh, like uh, go nicely with uh, like pink today or gray only and the pink the hijab for example. So you will be organizing everything. So yourself.
1: it's like your fashion statement is the the color of the hijab or the yeah, material exactly. hijab that you choose. So that mm-hmm. is gonna yes. be like your thing. Yeah,
0: I can imagine guys are having only blue. <laughs> 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 Who knows? I might have some purple yeah. ones too. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah purple, I like
1: purple, purple. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, you might be right uh, in me preferring uh, different shades of blue. It's an internal joke. Mm, yeah. she was just visiting me, and my uh, my house has a lot of blue items in them. Everything and, oh, pretty much, <laughs> a...
3: not everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, a lot of like blue items, and she was like, "Everything is matching." I'm like, "Yeah, like it needs to look good together." So yeah, it's the true. first time when I was like buying uh, actual like you know dishes and furniture for myself or on, like my thing, and I had a blank canvas, and you're like, "Oh, I think this blue would look very good mm-hmm. <laughs> everywhere." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. How about your uh, um, place where you live here in uh, Tartu? Uh, does it uh, look more like an Estonian home uh-huh. or more like a Palestine cultural background home or
2: uh, I don't think that it's <laughs> more be like an Estonian one maybe okay. it's like the usual one. even like a back home I would say it's like somehow similar yeah. like in between I would say uh-huh. but you know it's like in, um, I had uh, my own apartment in the old time like in Palestine, so I had like these mattresses that uh, matches with their own pillows, cover, mm. so now I have them uh, back home, and uh, I don't know how to get them here. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I would love to have them here mm. as well, mm. as I have one room that can fit there, but <laughs> but yeah, let's see.
0: <laughs> mm. yeah. Has your family visited you in Estonia? Not yet.
2: One have visited me, oh. my brother, but not uh, my parents. Oh. Yeah. Did you like them there? I would love to. <laughs>
1: Do you Wha- think they would like it here? Yeah.
2: Um, cold weather in winter? Not really. Well, you <laughs> have to <laughs> invite them
1: over during summer. Anybody foreigner that has never had access to Estonia should come in summer. Yeah. yeah.
0: What would you like them to, to see or experience here? Uh, I would say
2: everything. Uh, <gasps> I will let them try maybe the sauna. Yeah. Uh, of course, not the Estonian way, <laughs> 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 maybe a little more restricted way. Yeah. <laughs> With the towels towel, it's, it's dark. fine. it's started <laughs> quite
0: dark there, so <laughs>
2: nobody sees anything. Yeah, true. Well, yeah, it's towels in, is enough, and it's here. It's mixed out. It's in, in uh, back home. It's not. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's sauna. I would like to them to try uh, going to different places here in Tartu or outside of Tartu just to enjoy the. Forest because they have here in Estonia mm. a lot of forests, so yeah. we don't have back home. So, Do and the have, green.
0: Yeah. Do you have desert back home or?
2: We have, yeah, we have, but I haven't been there. Mm. It's quite far, so... <laughs> what
0: would you do in a
1: desert anyway? <laughs> if I could, if you had a
0: Pikachu, <laughs> celebrate? Sunbathe, make like sandcastles. castles. <laughs> yeah, well, that can be... Happening. You have to bring your own water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, but you know, the water will dry out after like half an hour or one exactly. hour. Mm.
1: Well, it's, it's not supposed to be a long trip anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, half an hour <laughs> stay true, true. in this desert.
1: But. Sounds like enough... <laughs> <laughs> for me
2: at least. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's well, it's 50 plus, I think maybe it's there. And it's mm, maybe not maybe even more. half
0: an
1: hour. Thing. Let's yeah, make it three minutes.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else that you've learned in Estonia or started doing? Like you mentioned, you learned to swim here. You discovered like sauna and Estonian language, of course, as well. But anything else, new hobbies or new something?
2: Um, hmm. uh, it's, well, basically riding a bike. This is, oh. it, I learned it also here uh-huh. in Estonia. I, I did a lot of stuff actually from the beginning till this moment. So mm-hmm. riding a bike in the beginning, in the first year I mm-hmm. learned it, how to do it. So it's quite nice. Even right now, today I came with a bike.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So I, was, I wasn't
1: I was even sure if it was her or not. She was wearing a helmet. Very good, by the way, following the law. <laughs> <Thanks>.
0: <laughs> but is there riding a bike thing like uh, that most women don't ride bikes there or it's just your thing that you didn't... No, not
2: really. It's um in our town, a small town. It's like I would say it's um restricted, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or like people they don't have bikes, mm. so they don't teach their girls. But it's more I would say it's mm-hmm. more restricted because of the culture, mm. because of the virginity, I think. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, but Sorry, how? Yeah, w- the, what the would you is. think
0: that, How would they react if you would be like, oh, but I brought you some uh, electrical uh, kick scooters and <laughs> try <Yeah>. those. <laughs> would they be open minded uh, it will be to hard. it, oh, it will be hard for
2: them uh, they are 65 years mm. old so it's for them it's hard but um, i would still try with them to to try all these stuff that i have tried myself so yeah They will be open minded with Mm -hmm. that now, Yeah.
1: Is that uh, a normal thing over there, or is it more that people are very traditional? Like, I understand that they've allowed you to come here, and you know, they're quite okay now about this, and then (laughs) they would come here, and you're like Mm -hmm. expanding their borders. But in general, like Palestine people, since they are not really used to thinking about even outside of their country, Mm -hmm. this kind of open-mindedness and modern society type of things are they approaching in right now or are people more like trying to hold on to their older traditions and keeping things still in their kind of frame set of mind
2: Mm -hmm. well you find both people free-minded and Mm close-minded if it's in big cities or small towns but in the big cities, I would say there are more people who are open-minded. Really, the small town they are not used to. Mm. They see like everything through the TV, so it's yeah. like they have this thoughts or mentality like everything in the TV. It's uh, what they see in actually in the world what happened there. Um, but my father, yeah, he's totally open-minded, and as like uh, for us, it's like all his kids went to university, so it's like he was encouraging so much all these things.
1: Is that a common thing there as well to go
2: mm, to university? Regardless whether the you're a boy or girl. Not really. It's in the beginning. It was like quite hard, uh, but uh, slowly, like people start sending their daughters and their kids to the university. Mm-hmm. And my father was like so happy just to send us to the universities and encourage us to go and learn. And basically, it's like uh, we have a saying that uh, education is our weapon, especially for uh, the yeah. women. Mm-hmm. So he was sending us for uh, to study.
1: So. And that's, yeah, I would say that that's a very modern type of like, thinking. I mm-hmm. haven't come across uh, too much of that happening in the Eastern world in general. Because I think uh, a lot of the Eastern countries still are very traditional and very much trying to hold on to like, the, mm-hmm. what they would, I guess, call old ways. Yeah. And, and you can see the same happening in Estonia in some places as well. The smaller the place, it's the same kind of thing. Exactly. Like, it's always been like this. Like, mm-hmm. why do we need to change? Like, why mm-hmm. are people coming here and changing the ways how, you know, what we've done so far? But you can't really stop progress. So at some point you have to, like, start, like, crawling with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But what did you study in university?
2: Methods of teaching English. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, I right.
1: mentioned it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Did you really ever think it. about um, being uh, becoming like an English teacher here in
2: Estonia? as well? Uh, I would say not really. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Why? <for laughs> Wasn't your thing? Uh, I don't know. It's uh, I'm not, not I'm not that much encouraged to start teaching uh, Estoni- English language. I mean, here in Estonia. I would say they are better than my English level <laughs> <Aww>. what about <laughs> teaching in Arabics? Arabic I have did I ha- have done this job as well mm. um I taught in the beginning also Arabic language mm-hmm. m- maybe for four years or so but mm. then I stopped in that in some point mm.
3: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's
2: it's quite actually nice to teach other people Arabic language, your own mother language. So it's 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 really interesting to see mm. the reaction and the first words that they will be starting pronouncing them and uh, practicing it. So it's quite impressive.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the only one that I remember is
2: Shokran. Uh, Shokran, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, remember. No, but it's been a long time ago as well when I was in Egypt. So Mm. uh, we spent uh, four weeks in Cairo, and we were pretty guarded as well from like the rest of the community. So Mm we didn't really have that much uh, connection with the locals. But Mm -hmm. you know the people that we were working together with, uh, it was nice that they were willing to share um, their experience and their point of view and. I, I have to say that as a woman coming from this like Western world, for me, it was very eye opening. And just to understand that uh, people have different views on mm-hmm. things and they're in their little bubble, everything is actually completely normal. And, and to be like this, um, how do I say, like forward thinking and trying to think that, hey, we come and we're going to change this better for you. For them, it's already better it's already good like you don't have to go and stir things up you know just for the sake of what it looks like looking from outside in mm-hmm. so i think everybody needs to progress in a way that is like comfortable for them so yeah eventually whatever works for them works whenever yeah. it's the right time <laughs> exactly yeah agree. so yeah it's in in that sense i think it's very eye-opening but um do you mind if i ask whether you're uh, religious as well or
2: not uh, what is religious for you means? I guess that's a good question. <laughs> yeah,
1: as most of Estonians, I actually don't go to any church. For me, religion, in the sense of religion, what is like Catholicism or Lutheranism or whatever other mm-hmm. I don't I don't have a I don't think of it as a God, but I do think that I am spiritual. So I believe in the universe. I believe that there's something higher than me. So essentially, I am religious, mm-hmm. but I just don't call it like myself being religious. I call it being spiritual, whatever connecting with mother earth you know it sounds so juju but but uh, but i mean yeah like for you it makes sense
2: still you know every person is he believes whatever exactly so it's Mm -hmm. fine well, I wouldn't say that I'm so religious. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's
1: not like, yeah, mm, you wear a hijab, everybody's a Muslim, everybody goes you know, to the me. mosque, and oh, you know yeah, does so. the thing there. <laughs> That's not really like people shouldn't make assumptions like that. Yeah. yeah, are there different types of religion as well in Palestine, for instance?
2: There is, yeah. There are Christians, Jewish, Muslims, well, yeah. So okay. it's different. Hmm. So yeah. it's not just mm-hmm. every
1: Arabic-speaking person no. just needs a... <laughs> He's know. a Muslim only. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. But I think in a lot of cases, people make these kind of cons- connections and assumptions, whereas it's not true at all.
2: Mm-hmm. Actually, there are also people, who, you will find people who don't believe in God. So mm-hmm. it's like... Oh, yeah. Well, Shahab know.
1: was one of those good uh, chances for us. <laughs> he was a, actually an, uh, considered himself to be quite an atheist mm-hmm. or believing not believe God.
0: Penelope just said that he was one of the founder members well, of he can, a a church, so. yeah, he can be a church so he could be a founding
1: member <laughs> yeah. and help other people you know mm-hmm. it doesn't actually mm-hmm. i think it doesn't actually mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. anything out
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what is actually like when you meet new estonians is it easy to for you to get, get talking with them or what is the most common thing that they want to ask you or ask you
2: Depends on <laughs> if they know th- so much about me, but uh-huh. if they don't know, then they will be asking about Estonian language. How mm. did I learn it and uh, how did I become like, a, that? not like, m- what is it, um, prof- oh my God, fluent, mm. yeah, it's yeah. fluent yeah. in Estonian. So yeah, it's like the first conversation will be oh. about Estonian language. Yeah. And mm. if it's not, uh, then it will be, if they know me more, then they will ask about Palestine, how is it, and how, is, how did I get married uh-huh. to Dan, and uh, etc. So yeah, <laughs> depends.
0: <laughs> Many things, okay. Yeah. But what would you want other foreigners to know before moving to Estonia?
2: What others? Well, don't uh, think like winter is really harsh, and <laughs> this uh-huh. is one thing. I, I believe and agree with Estonians about this uh, saying that Uh, the bad, it's not the bad weather, it's more about bad clothing, so Mm -hmm. it's like get more clothes and then you <laughs> will be warm
1: <laughs> so in invest in good winter clothes and buy <laughs> them from estonia <laughs> yeah because <laughs> other people's winter clothes are not Estonian yes. winter. Clothes. yeah i agree
2: <laughs> because that's what exactly happened to me last year i went to palestine with my estonian winter jacket uh-huh, uh-huh. and it was too hot <laughs> 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 so i was wearing like the ja- jacket leather jacket with me so mm. it's it didn't work at all
1: does in palestine person. have also four seasons
2: of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like,
1: yeah, but how rough are their seasons? Like, in, uh, in some countries, uh, the four seasons are summer, summer, and summer, and then a little bit more, like, summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have snow or? not
2: really not really i would say every four years or so uh-huh. they come once <laughs> uh, for yeah, two yeah. weeks or, or something mm-hmm. like that but, but the
0: time uh, there's no time difference right no no mm-hmm. it's so actually it's, so
2: it's the same thing for them in palestine right at the moment it's uh-huh. i don't know what time yeah. exactly there <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, rem- I remember when i visited israel and then it was like okay time doesn't change perfect <laughs> yeah it, it's the same basically yeah. Yeah. But w- were you
1: interested or curious or surprised about snow when you came to Estonia first? I uh, was yeah. it like, oh, I've seen it before?
2: No, no, no. Um, I actually was like a little bit feeling bad about the sound that when I step on the snow. Oh, the crunching. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it was so awful. <laughs> Especially for the first really, year. Why? Yeah. I don't know. You tipped and you yeah. were just like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you hate it. You feel it like in your ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like the second year, it was nice actually. <laughs> you started loving the crunch mm, of the yeah, snow. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> I actually really
0: enjoyed the cracking voice, like when you step on like this ice. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh my oh god, like, god, that's really nice as well. Uh, but this ice that is not so thick, and you mm-hmm. w- step on it, and it's just. I just I just, like I just that, enjoy
1: uh, breaking it. <laughs> I don't even care about the sound. It's like the breaking part is the fun part. If the puddle (laughs) is like frozen over, I'm gonna jump on it. (laughs) I'm gonna be a five-year-old. Gotta (laughs) have it's the little joys of life, you know. That's the one thing that I get out of winter. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
1: Well, oh well. But how did you guys, you and uh, Dan, uh, came up with the idea of German as well? Like, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, this food business is like (laughs) okay. Like you're you're supposed to be an English teacher, and I don't know what Dan was studying,
2: but, you know. Uh, Dan is so is social um, science, I think ah, it's called. yeah, okay. Studying <laughs> even at the better? moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, well, it's actually, um, I started a volunteer in the whole thing, and, and he's still a volunteer as well. So <laughs> it's not going to end like that. It's going to stay the same. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But it's basically, uh, in the beginning, it, was, um, it wasn't it was like uh, we started with German. It's more like we were trying to share other people's cultures with mm-hmm. the Estonians to let them be open-minded and understand that there are more cultures outside of Estonia. Uh, and uh, we started uh, participating in the festivals and uh, trying, like, um, some kind of workshops, teaching workshops, um, f- food workshop, and... Mm-hmm. Um, it we continued we started in 2016 i think and then we continued to like a year and a half or so last year and a half then we started with kum and we brought up with this name and then mm-hmm. uh, we start uh, like uh, um proposing or like making catering basically yeah mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's like uh, super interesting to see how you guys are trying to do with food the same thing that we are trying to do with these conversations here. Essentially, Mm -hmm. it's all about connecting foreigners with Estonians and vice versa, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. think that the Estonians are very open-minded or do they still need a little bit help with uh, understanding the cultural backgrounds of different well, of people?
2: Uh, well, I would say in big cities, it's like, yeah, it's like uh, people are open-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, but sm- still, there are, you will f- f- see some people who are not that open-minded. I think it it needs more time still to mm. see more Estonians yeah. who will be open-minded for the whole things. Like, uh, we have seen, like... Uh, when we started uh, doing this, f- participating in the festivals, uh, we would see like people who are by, like surprising of this type of food. Um, some people becoming coming and uh, coming and asking like, "What is this?" And uh, uh-huh. they will be buying or enjoying mm-hmm. the moment of eating this food. But there are like, ah, uh, oh, yeah, it's, it, what, what happened? I would tell you like what happened. Uh, I um, I went with uh, Kerman, um It was Arvamus Festival in Baida. Mm -hmm. I think it was Baida. So we were there and... the second day, uh, there were, um, the president came to speak mm-hmm. about, uh, uh-huh. I don't know what was the talk, but I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> So there was like also parties and uh, so political parties coming also to have some conversation. Uh-huh. Ikra was there. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like so funny. It was like the whole day, the first day it was like amazing, no problem. The second day, just like you see like a couple of people who are passing and looking at you like uh. with a mad va- face and yeah. just like, you wanna beat? They wanna beat oh you up no. or do something? It was like, oh my, oh my goodness, with these faces, it, like it's like strange uh, mm-hmm. or like. Um, not, I didn't get afraid of this, but I was yeah. like laughing from inside. Like, why people think like we are like mm-hmm. aliens or what? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was like, yeah, I seen these people. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god! Like so the yeah.
0: festival, for people who don't know, it's Arvamus Festival in Estonian and it's like opinion festival. Opinion festival. Opinion festival think, yeah. So there's like two or three days, I guess. Yeah, I think two days. Oh no, actually, it's it lasts for more, for more. Yeah, or more. There are different stages, and then there, there. It's basically people talking about different topics, and other people going to listen to it, having either panel discussions or uh, uh, sharing opinions, and then uh, trying to, yeah, uh, talk talk things through and t- mm-hmm. talk and share ideas and uh, find new solutions, find new ideas yeah. about different topics. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, there was also discussion about uh, how uh, refugees live uh, live in Estonia. Mm-hmm. So it was really quite nice, and there were people like interested who and came to listen to the whole conversation. So it was really nice.
0: Did you uh, let it or participated? Or no, listened? I was like listening. Mm-hmm. I was okay. a listener
2: there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there were other people who coming as well from mm-hmm. UNHCR, They organized the whole event.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you nice. get um a bit uncomfortable when people are running around or you're just taking it as a joke these days? Because you're like, if they were to come to talk to you, they would understand that you are actually an Estonia-fied already foreigner here. Then there's no need to be angry at you mm-hmm. for no
2: reason. Well, in the beginning, I was afraid of these things uh, yeah. and the people look. Uh, and so I was like surprised. Uh, but, and it affected me somehow because, mm-hmm. like, in the, especially in the winter, I didn't want uh, people to see me with covering, like, my yeah. hi- with a hijab. So I was all the time putting the hood on, on top mm-hmm. of my head. Uh, but these days, honestly, no, not really. It's, um, I, I see, like, it's just the way that they learned or they got used to it or yeah. what people just, I mean... Um, it's just built something in their that they brains. don't know yeah. yet yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. or they just got to know like all this stuff through somebody else and they didn't think uh by themselves all this stuff so i think like so sad yeah you have to think there are actually other people in the world mm-hmm. there are not only estonians <laughs> i mean yeah yeah so <laughs> oh i totally so, yeah. agree Mm -hmm.
1: no but i mean as well like it's the same kind like you should approach other people with curiosity like if you don't know don't start uh, being compassionate with them like me being going to Egypt all poor women i'm like now when i think about it i'm like oh my god how ignorant are you Uh, yeah
2: i would (laughs) be actually happy if somebody will approach me and ask me whatever question even like if it's like uh embarrassing question about for me but it's still like i would be happy that uh, okay. He came and asked something instead of like yeah. looking at you yeah. in a strange way, uh, from
1: yeah. judging from a distance yes, exactly. and uh, imagining his own truth, which yes. might not be truth at all. Exactly. Yeah. I guess a lot exactly. of
0: Estonians uh, are afraid to to interrupt. They're afraid to uh, come like across acr- this border or this like to uh, ask too uncomfortable questions and so on. You will find these
2: people, yeah. But yeah. there are some people who are like they have this mentality they will never ask you, mm-hmm. and they have this sort like okay, these are like uh, in commerce, they are going to steal everything from us. So (laughs) So you will see like these Uh and that people. So yeah, Yeah, Different peoples.
0: But have you traveled a lot in Estonia or have you went to different places? Yeah, I did actually.
2: Yeah, Yeah, different places I have been in. Do you have any
3: favorite
0: places in Estonia? Uh
2: Besides
3: Tartu. Well, I, would no, I would say
2: Tarto. I would say Tarto still. That's yeah. too easy. Try again. <laughs> countryside. Yeah. Okay. Countryside is Where my to favorite place. Where
0: Countryside? Have you been to the islands?
2: Uh, no. Uh, no, mm. not yet. Do you want to yeah, go? <laughs> I would love we to. We have a lot of
0: islands, so you have a lot of uh, places to go to.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's like uh, with, um, what is it? Book. Book. Uh, yeah. T-ticks. Yeah, exactly. You mm-hmm. can't go whatever place you want. I-, I want so much to go and I got the vaccine, mm. but if you get, Bitten by the tick but then it will be like horrible but you situation. just have
0: to check yourself afterwards
2: yeah okay. i know but you know it's like uh, if you're gonna sleep there for a night or two then maybe something mm. will happen and you will not know mm. what going okay. of it's interesting like mm. i'm not afraid of ticks and i don't even have the vaccine
1: done and um, i have like i have actually like, close family members that have been affected by it and i'm always thinking like why well, i'm not afraid <laughs> And then you have like other people, you know, who are very conscious about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But I don't think that it's that complicated of a thing. But of course, yeah, if you can get vaccinated for it beforehand, then it's uh, safer.
2: Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. b- well, I'm, I'm not honestly afraid. I can't check later, oh, but yeah. of course, Dan is afraid of that. Uh, okay, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. better that's to stay away. I think <laughs> sometimes uh,
0: it's... Yeah.
1: But yeah, also uh, on the yeah. islands, by the way, in Saruman, there are a lot of snakes. Yes. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <But there laughs> I know
0: we don't we have any venomous well. snakes, so that's Yes, fine. we do. We, we have a snake. Yeah. yeah, well, that's yeah, enough. That one, I have seen it, yeah, once.
1: Do you have a lot of venomous snakes in Palestine? We do, we do. So you're happy to be here where there's only one and no spiders who are... <laughs> um,
2: we have a lot. Uh, you can find them, especially in the summertime, a lot everywhere, mm. almost. Mm. Spiders as well. Yeah. Okay.
1: Are there mm. any animals you are afraid of?
2: Um, oh, I think not really. <laughs> I, I I have never like uh, faced an animal who will be attacking you or something and you don't oh, have yeah. like a phobia of some animal. Yeah. But no, not really. I don't so have. you're naturally curious towards any yeah. kind of animals. So yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: That's nice. Sitting, that's very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. means everybody's welcome in your quarters.
3: <laughs> 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 okay.
1: Is there anything that you found curious about um, Estonian uh, traditions when you came here? I mean we also have like a lot of cultural background, we have our Christmas and our Janibab and
2: our Madri and Gardisandibab
0: and mm-hmm. whatever Singing other yeah, and song festivals.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's actually all these that you mentioned I haven't heard about them earlier so <laughs> yes. it's oh, okay. even Christmas I haven't celebrated before. Mm. Uh, I celebrated uh, here in Estonia so it was the first time for mm. me. Yanipav, Kadrepav, all these days that I uh, mm-hmm. celebrate here, it was like interesting to participate. in. <laughs> is there so any
1: weird nice. things that we do <laughs> that you <laughs> want to mention um, to anybody coming so that they would
2: know to expect it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say maybe sauna. That's the only thing yeah. weird. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Mixed sauna especially it's like if you're naked totally. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. this is like for me it's not okay. <laughs> but it's a bit weird. But of course, mm-hmm. if a person he can he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, I, s- I still go to sauna, enjoy it a lot. Um, you're just in a more close knit community? Or yeah, it's li- friends.
0: Yeah, exactly. Do you have sauna at home?
2: Not really. Mm. Uh, Dance mother has, but oh. I haven't been going there yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't have <laughs> time.
2: Yeah. yeah, I still go to my fitness, so I go uh, there as well. Yeah, so they
0: usually have saunas. Yeah.
2: yeah. Or to Aura. So after swimming, so it's Mm -hmm.
0: Mm. both ways. are.
2: So what
1: about Estonian food? I know we briefly mentioned it before as well in relation to COVID and everything, but uh, how do you feel about our uh, national (laughs) foods? I don't know. Is there like Estonian cuisine? You as a cook, you should be able to determine what is Estonian cuisine or very Estonian thing.
2: Um... I wouldn't say there is something concrete for Estonia in okay. their own. Porsche, I think it's a German. Yeah, it's either or German Russian, or very very Russian Slavic background. Russian. Yeah. or actually, I think maybe it's Ukrainian. I think it's <laughs> Ukrainian and Russian. Yeah. Porsche, I think, Russian, yeah. Porsche, I think Soviet. R- somewhere. Soviet, Soviet yeah. even yeah. our pork roast during Christmas—that's very uh, German. German. See, see, like a lot of things that actually I have a lot of loans. Collect. Yeah, uh, there is like rosolia. This mm-hmm. dish I have I made think. it as well last this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's also
0: Slavic. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. it's Russian as well. Yeah. Soviet. Oh, yeah. everything with red beet and garlic and stuff. Yeah, and, and sour cream. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but there is also another type of salad that I like. It's um, potato, boiled potato, mm-hmm. uh, eggs, uh, done made ones uh, in Palestine. This salad and it's my favorite still. <laughs> 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 it's it has like a lot of stuff. Rice, one of the ingredients, tuna, boiled egg, um, and there was like boiled potato. Did, um, did he
0: came up with it or it's no a, i think
2: it's an Estonian maybe okay. it is yeah. not to, uh, it because it has like he he <laughs> <make, laughs>
0: i
1: think he's mixed up like the potato salad uh, and the rice tuna salad or something like that yeah. it maybe. Seems, sounds like that a bit of a creative yeah. approach maybe or maybe, yeah.
0: maybe he had like two uh, pages on the recipe book like stick together and he was like okay <laughs> doing this like, he, he made mm. it by himself
2: maybe he mm. had it in yeah. his own uh, yeah. mind yeah or no, um, maybe he just took
1: the, yeah the ingredients that he no but it was like all these salads that we we have here anyway we have yeah. like sour cream and all these stuff exactly. like are there things that you really like about Estonian food or stuff that you can buy from here and are there things that you miss about Palestinian food that you can't mm. buy from here
2: mm. oh well, uh, well for Estonian food actually uh, i would say i haven't uh, i mean there are a lot of things that uh, you have it here in Estonia i didn't taste it yet or I don't know if I want to taste it. Oh, <laughs> because some of the things, it's actually from pork. So, for example, uh, yeah. uh, the blood sausage. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, I haven't tried it yet. Uh, or maybe I would. I don't know. When and is happen? it uh, mm-hmm.
1: also from cultural background that you're not supposed to uh, Yeah, pork?
2: it's Yeah, uh, for Muslims, it's basically a forbidden to eat uh, yeah. blood and uh, pig. So okay, so basically you've got two of the main ingredients <laughs> that you already like, okay, yeah. sorry, can't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but, well, uh, some of the things, for example, alcohol is also, it's forbidden. Mm-hmm. But I tried wine, white mm-hmm. wine once. So, yeah. But Estonian dishes, Napoleon Coke, I think, but maybe it's not Estonian. Mm, I'm not sure it, it, might it is. Be
0: <laughs> some, I would say Italian, but I would say that. Let's just call good. it Estonian for <laughs> the sake of yeah, argument. Yeah, you yeah, tasted exactly. it in
1: Estonia, you saw it here first, we got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Napoleon> <laughs> Let's
2: say that. Napoleon
1: Coke is really good too, like the one yeah. with jam or without the jam?
2: Without the jam. Yes, yes. my yes. team, high five. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's at least one person that loves it without the jam because yeah. I think the jam ruins it yeah exactly
2: exactly. <laughs> I tried it without the jam even mm. in Palestine Dan made it ah. as well so it was really nice yeah. I
1: liked it and it's a really uh, hard cake to make actually so it I'm, is. I'm it curious is. that Dan knows how to make one yeah it yeah. was
2: quite hard it took him maybe like I don't know, 3 hours or yeah. 4 hours to wow. prepare the whole, to the whole thing to roll the whole thing yeah and, and bake yeah. one layer by another and another it's, it takes <laughs> a long time yeah <laughs> But it was really nice. Uh, I see so you
1: appreciated the
2: effort. Yeah, yeah Otherwise you wouldn't be married now. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so, yeah, he actually again. after marriage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. I, should, <laughs> I just wanted to make a
1: shout out to all Estonian men to learn how to make a pork. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did it work? <laughs> <laughs> but still, you dun, know, dun, it's, dun. it's quite nice actually to cook like Estonian dishes, even if you're like back home. Mm-hmm. So it's like really nice. I, I like all kind of salads that they make it with uh, hoppokkork. Sour cream. So it's quite nice. Um it's different totally different that what we have back mm-hmm. home. Um Do you have
0: sour cream back home?
2: Not really. Uh we have more like yogurt. So yogurt. it's yeah, yeah. we use okay. yogurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's we don't use it all the time with the salad. We have more like tomato, cucumber, alone, or uh with um, for example, salad or mm-hmm. other stuff, but not with yogurt. Mm-hmm. Yogurt, it's more like cucumber and yogurt. That's the only salad. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm yeah. Mm.
2: So. Okay. Boiled potato. I love this mashed potato. <laughs> <laughs> mm, it's that's my yeah. favorite. It's yeah. so
0: funny Isn't that you love it so much. <laughs> do, you eat, do you eat potatoes in Palestine?
2: Yeah, uh, we eat, but not that much. Yeah. Okay. What's the most mm. common food in Palestine? it's a lot of uh, type of food that's with rice you'll find <laughs> ah, okay, okay. everything with rice basically because i was
1: expecting hummus and biryani
2: <laughs> ah no no no, biryani <laughs> it's in pakistan so it's palestine it's more okay. like mm. makluba it was just basically upside down dish with rice and vegetables
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh well there is another dish it's called uh kapsa rice with uh vegetables I made yesterday mansaf, which is like uh, basically a layer of bread uh, with a yogurt uh, sauce mm-hmm. and rice on top it, uh, mm-hmm. top of it or chicken. You uh, can add or beef. That's so, two choices. You're making me hungry. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, um, sort of nice uh, ones. Is there any food that you can't get that you really miss from home?
2: Um, hmm. Or is everything
1: reproducible here? It Spain? is
2: possible to get everything here. I would oh. say of course mm, for example olive oil i would say it's hard to get the olive good quality oil. one yeah mm. yeah
0: oh yeah because uh, in middle east you have like a m- lot of olive trees yeah yeah good it's actually that it has also
2: a d- strong taste mm. here in estonia um i drink olive oil but it's mm. like not in a huge glass it's more like a yeah. sip uh so there the difference it's here in estonia the olive oil it tastes like more like water mm-hmm. or like without taste, mm-hmm. but the Palestinian one it's really strong and um, you could feel like the tingle in the back of your throat because oh, okay. of it. No. Do
1: you drink it as a? It's like a health thing as well yes, to have yes. like the nice level of
2: olive, <laughs> <level of> oli- <laughs>
1: nice level of oil in your body. Like I I've heard that people do that as a remedy, but I've also heard about oil pulling. Is that mm. also a thing mm-hmm. in Palestine mm-hmm. or not? Oil mis. Oil pulling. It's like uh, where you uh, <laughs> like uh, take let uh, a spoonful of uh, olive oil or like coconut oil or something, and then you just uh, squirt it around in your mouth, and then you eventually um, just to get rid of the I toxins think or something Ayurvedic. in
0: the morning. Like, uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. I've, I've tried stopped. it with like coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me
1: too, okay. too. But I'm just wondering, like, because if you're drinking already olive oil, then maybe that's a thing over there. Right. Uh,
0: no, I
2: would say not really. But you know, it's it's the reason why i drink olive oil it's like a habit like uh, mm-hmm. olive oil is like a magic basically yeah <laughs> magic medicine for everything <laughs> but it's actually helpful it is uh, for example the pain of the throat or mm-hmm. like if you have like um um, dry throat uh, because of um, some flu or mm-hmm. something like this it helps uh, I drink it myself. so it's like uh-huh. uh, honey for us uh-huh. yeah, yeah yeah exactly and ginger and it's like it garlic. helps yeah. and as ginger it's like has a strong taste mm-hmm. and olive oil has so it helps somehow mm. and you use it uh, for uh, massaging your body mm-hmm. my grandmother actually drinks um, olive oil till this moment every morning wow. like a half glass of olive oil that's a lot of olive oil yeah, yeah. Wow. she does yeah. Uh, and she's uh, 80 something, 85 maybe, uh-huh. 86 years old. And she's um, quite her, healthy. Her secret to
1: long yeah. life. Okay. Yeah, olive oil. olive oil.
2: She drinks it every yeah, day. I listen wow. to
1: old people, they got like the, the weirdest but most efficient like remedies against <laughs> yeah. it. Like my grandpa drinks this, uh, um, how do you call it? It's like a concoction made of uh, uh, flower pollen. And then uh, really strong alcohol. And then you have to drink it and put a little bit of water in it. It gets like milky white and you take a shot Uh of it every morning. And he does that and he just turned 95. I'm (laughs) telling you. It's a thing.
0: It's like kind of like,
1: yeah, the leftovers from uh, when you make uh, honey and then Mm -hmm. uh, they um, gather the pollen and then from the pollen they make like this thing, which is called, um, not just from the pollen, but it's also like, um, it's called tarovike. Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know what it is, I don't actually know how to translate it straight up, Mm -hmm. but it's like, um, yeah, it's kind of a leftover from uh, making the honey, when you gather all the, uh, we call them breasts or like uh, frames. Propolis. Propolis. okay. Okay. Maybe you don't even know.
0: (laughs) Anyhow, <laughs> it tastes
1: horrible, and I don't understand why you should drink it. But he's old, so and mm-hmm. he he is still very healthy. So.
0: Well, the thing with all those health hacks for your grandmother, for your grandfather is like, which came first? Did they became <laughs> old and they found something, or they started as like ten year olds and then they like lived old yeah. because of that?
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. You you never know. Know. Because
0: those alcohol things, I don't think he like started when he was like super young, <laughs> your <laughs> grandfather. <laughs> Who no. knows? So
1: I, re- I remember them drinking it when I was a kid. So it must have been like at least 30 years ago already. Hmm. And then they were like 60 something. So but I don't know what happened before that. Oh. And they were also farmers. So my yeah. grandparents were farmers. So I know a little bit about farming and mm-hmm. cheese and like actual things, you know, actual food and doing farm work and mm-hmm. stuff. Do you miss any of the farm
2: work? I sheep. do <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah, I do.
1: <laughs> so you need also a granny who you can go and help out during the summer and yeah,
2: the... or taking care of the sheep, mm-hmm. uh, milk them. Is that oh, yeah, to what you
0: miss the most? Taking yeah, care of the sheep. Yeah,
2: it's, it's it's actually um, I have helped my mother with all these uh, stuff, so I know everything about mm-hmm. these traditions and uh, taking care of uh, animals and uh, farming. Mm-hmm. So I miss it, yeah, because you know it's like not the the task itself. It's it's more the to do it together with other people. Yeah, That's what you miss mm-hmm. the most. Because last year, uh, before I went to Palestine, I was like thinking, I miss uh, this dish. I miss that one. I miss that one. I mm-hmm. want this one. I want to do all these stuff that I want to do. But when I went there, actually, I didn't want any of these. Mm-hmm. So I figured, I understood, actually, it's actually the the group with other people to eat or uh, just to do the, all these activity that's what you miss not mm-hmm. the food itself so yeah. the sense of community
1: and belonging, exactly. belonging somewhere
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: the meaning behind the food yes.
2: Yeah.
1: If uh, anybody asks you now, do you say that you are from Palestine and you feel like a Palestinian person? Or do you say that you are from Estonia and you feel like an Estonian
2: <laughs> Well, I, I, I would say still I'm from Palestine. <laughs> okay. so,
1: so right now you're still not Estonia-fied enough
2: <laughs> to say
1: that you're Estonian. Although you speak like perfect Estonian. What do you think makes an Estonian Estonian?
2: Hmm. What makes you Estonian? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know exactly. It's, it's not actually, I, I wouldn't say that uh, you're a Palestinian or you're Estonian or you're yeah. a, um, mm-hmm. German or whatever. It's just, you're human. That's it.
1: Oh, that's such a nice way of putting it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, the only thing that I could came up with when I was away and anybody asked like, what makes me Estonian? Cause I'm not living in Estonia, it was just speaking the language. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking in Palestinian way as well. Like, like what makes you Palestinian when you're far away from your home? Mm-hmm. Is it your cultural background? Is it the language that you speak, or is it yeah, like I said, just
2: being human? Yeah, I would say it's like more you you connect with the people themselves more than that. You're a Palestinian, or you are mm-hmm. uh, I don't know from where, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's more like the people. That's yeah. the strong uh, relationship.
1: But there's also the always the threat that um, how do you say like the more places you live in, the less uh, you kind of have this strong like traditional background. Everything starts getting. And meshed with like you mm-hmm. pick a little bit of like Estonian food I like that and then let's say you live somewhere else and you're you like that country's like something something mm-hmm. so eventually you're you can't anymore just say that I am like through and through Palestinian mm-hmm. you, you have to say like okay I'm a mix of everything so that doesn't actually make me neither Palestinian neither Estonian neither whatever other country you know I yeah. usually yeah.
0: say like I, I've lived in uh, like five different countries and then I usually say I feel at home in this day here and here and here and then it's mm-hmm. like the yeah, how we say? Is there anything else you would like to touch upon or to speak about before we wrap up? Um, yeah, that we forgot really. to mention.
1: So no, no. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is there any uh, words of warning for people coming to Estonia that besides the weather like like uh, about Estonians or how to approach Estonians or how to even make a home here in Estonia?
2: Mm, I would say just enjoy as much as you want and just live your life as you want because it's don't think that like um uh, I mean, Sto- Estonians themselves living their own life, so I don't think that people will focus on you. So just live your, <laughs> your life.
0: <laughs> That's actually <just laughs> true. Yeah, yeah uh,
2: because it's like what happened to me. I was mm. like too focused on other people, but now it's like, no, sorry, it's my life. <laughs> I want to <laughs> live it as the way that I want. Yeah. So just enjoy as much as you can. And Estonian traditions or culture, you can know more about it by enjo- uh, by joining to other activities. So, yeah, it's it's good just to try it out and just uh, get a new experience. So mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And make up your own mind then in the end, whether this is for you or not.
2: Yeah. Have mm-hmm. you
1: learned anything through Estonian traditions as well about yourself? Uh, a lot, <laughs> yeah. I would Such say as? a lot. <laughs>
2: yeah. you you want to share? Um, <laughs> um, I, I would say that I adapt so really fast. Mm. Um, Estonian languages, like I learned it uh, in a... I practice it so much and mm-hmm. I think like um, I could learn another language. Oh, it's like nice. my mother language is Arabic. I spoke in English uh, and now yeah, at the moment I do as well. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I speak also Estonian, So I think I have um, a talent to learn another mm-hmm. language. Yeah, what, so.
0: what languages would you like to learn?
2: Uh, I was thinking of uh, French, but uh, I'm thinking like t- of many choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hebrew. Mm. Um, and also one one more uh, russian i wanted to learn mm-hmm. in some point but <laughs> i, I was see too that you've given up on that
0: one <laughs> a lot <laughs> yeah. of different alphabets yes exactly exactly
2: and it's like uh for example the h in english it's in and in, in russian so there are so many words actually there was like so funny thing that happened to me i was walking uh on my next to my house and I saw there was a person wrote something on the ground on the mm-hmm. fl- on the street uh, floor, and uh, the word uh, I think uh, yeah it was Natasha, and I didn't understand like w- in the beginning what is it, mm-hmm. so I start checking like the W I think the she mm-hmm. in uh, Russian. Yeah. So I was like, okay, Nawa or what is it? It's uh, Hawa or what? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wait a second. It's Natasha. <laughs> I figured <laughs> it out later. But yeah, it's, it's interesting <laughs> to yeah. get to know more about other languages. So I would love to learn. Have you yeah. had
1: any um, misunderstandings in Estonian as well with
2: uh, Estonian people? It might happen, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is any any brighter moments or not?
2: <laughs> uh, no no I think uh, there are lots of things but nothing came to my mind at the moment. That's <laughs> yeah,
1: fine. I think it's very bold that you still persevere and that you're now so good in, in Estonian. Are you planning on making also the uh, so like the certificates of like uh, getting Estonian citizenship at some point? Um, Or is that like something
2: you're not really thinking about? Mm, It's not my plan, but you know, it's like if it helps me somehow to travel to other countries, Mm -hmm. then why not? Mm. Um, It's like uh, having a Palestinian passport, there are some countries you can't go to. Uh, So if I get more freedom with that passport, then why not? Yeah.
1: Mm. And you probably would be pretty. (laughs) capable of doing it as well with the (laughs) knowledge you already have yeah but you know it's
2: like you have to live here in estonia for eight years and you have to do uh, an exam about estonian law
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty like strict that's what i mean like like, that is the
1: part where it's like hey this person just learned estonian like why (laughs) do you want to make them go through the law
2: part yeah yeah, i don't know there's like so many things you have to learn about the law i don't know exactly what Mm-hmm. But they were told they told me that you have to buy a book from some library or so mm-hmm. and you just read it. And I have lived here in Estonia for 5 years so I can make the test uh, whatever time I want before the 8 years. But now I think maybe not now for uh, the test. Yeah. <laughs> maybe
1: you need another tutor for Estonian law because, trust me, most Estonians don't know the Estonian
2: law. Is. Yeah, but you have to memorize it if you want to get the citizenship.
1: <laughs> Which is odd, see? Yeah. It's like it's, it's easy to be born in Estonia, language wise and law wise.
0: Well, I we guess it's uh, similar in all the countries. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah but it's, it's a little bit different also in other countries it's not similar yeah. it's here in Estonia eight years but in other countries it's uh, you can get the citizenship after three or four mm. years oh. so mm. it's less actually
0: but getting to know the law and like the they don't
2: have that much language I think yes but law maybe not I'm not sure
0: yeah I I only know most about US because that's like been like in the media and films and some of my friends have, like, studied for those things, and th- there is, like, you have to know so much about the country, it's ridiculous as oh, well. Like, a lot okay. of history and a lot of details. Mm-hmm. And
1: so you mentioned
0: okay. before that you don't like how
1: Estonians pronounce your name, but do you have any uh, interesting or, or uh, favorite names in Estonian language that you like? Favorite names? Female. Yeah, it doesn't matter, female or male. uh, Because the naming policies are different, I presume, than Palestinian names. Mm -hmm. Getting used to Estonian names.
2: Um, not uh, Kalev. Actually, it's quite interesting (laughs) name. Uh, And I heard, no offense, but there is like uh, there is one family name. If you translate it, it will be like uh, chicken mount. Uh, I mean, chicken mountain. Yeah, exactly. Chicken mountain. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry but it's just interesting to see the translation for the names Mm -hmm. but it's there's more than
1: just that (laughs) yeah yeah I know
2: there are but I these two names that come to my mind do you you have one one name or two names it's one name yeah, Jamila
1: Okay, so because I mean, I know in some cultures as well, people have like uh, three, four, four names uh, and then yeah.
2: last name and whatever. I mm-hmm. uh, mean, no, it's, um, it's different. I uh, mean, uh, the father name, uh, grandfather name and these ones. We have different ways. It's in Estonian, it's like the first name and yeah. the last name. That's it. Yeah. In Palestine, we have um, my first name, second uh, is my father, third is my grandfather and the fourth is my family name. Oh mm. wow. And here in Estonia I have um if you if I check my information in ast.ee mm-hmm. then I will find Jamila R.A. or uh, <laughs> <laughs> R. uh so the mm-hmm. R and A they put it uh, that it's my name. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's your father's and, and grandfather's
1: names. Yes, well the first letter of their mm-hmm. names, yes. Well, mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: but now they put it under my name. They thought that it's like this is your name, Jamila R.A. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> Well, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's your it's
1: kind of like you got part of Palestine as well with you. Yes, Even exactly. when you got an Estonian name.
0: Uh-huh. Estonian. Yeah. Yeah. Estonianized name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it, it has been really nice chatting with you. And we've learned a lot about Palestine. Pal, Palestine, Palestine, <laughs> About you, about uh, all the foods and stuff. And it's been really interesting, so to all of our listeners thank you for listening as well and you can find us on foundinestonia.ee and write to us on our social media which is foundinestonia on Facebook and Instagram oh wow surprise
1: do, do you want to uh, let us know as well where
2: people can find more about you ah uh, well um uh... <laughs> I'm not sure where... Please don't it. find me. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Maybe
1: if they are curious about German, then...
2: Yeah, well, German, you can they find it there. Uh, about me, you can find me also through there. <laughs> so it's like more. German uh, or Koeman. I said German uh, is English. Uh, two dots, it's hard to put it there. Uh-huh. So it's dot E-E. Uh So this is a place or uh, you can find it even in Facebook as well. Okay, well let's okay. wrap this up.
1: <laughs> it was nice talking to you all. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Jamila, thank for you coming to speak with us. Yeah. And uh, Kate, okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.